little I'm not more. even going to make my joke. A little more. I'm not even going to make my joke. What's wrong with you? I, d- I don't want to. You did it on purpose. I really didn't. You did. I don't believe you. Well, it's your word against mine in a court of law. I'm more able-bodied than you, so I would win. It's true. You're more wealthy and you're more able-bodied, so... so watch out. Our broken system would so, choose you. I am correct in all things. Be careful. They want to eat the rich. And that's you. <laughs> no. Not my teacher's salary. <laughs> hey, most of the world's five and two dollars a day. Can you repeat that again? It was, the, it was a sort of a mumble. Most of the world survives on two dollars a day, or less. So, you know where they're gonna I, eat you. Where I was in China, it was about eighty cents a day. Yeah, for everything. Yeah, so they should have eaten you. That's what I'm hearing. Eat me. I've eaten enough. It's true. Eat the rich. It's very cheery. Cannibalism. Mm-hmm. It's a great topic. Wealth inequality. Mm-hmm. Cannibalism. How even the poorest middle class American is very rich. Like. When you consider the world. That's true. But also context is important. It is. It is important. Things cost a lot here. Mm-hmm. It's true. Capitalism is squeezing us for all it's worth. Even if we are in the middle class. That's yeah. true. So anyway, you got any jokes to start us off with? I don't know if I really want to kick everything off with that. Uh, eat the rich. Um, I got nothing. Just having a great time today. We're having a great time. It's very cheery. You're the joke bringer. I'm the cynic. I don't know if that's true. We... Oh, our entire relationship, I've been listening. Yeah, you're pretty much right. Yeah. If we could compare ourselves to any other famous duo throughout history, who would we be? Hmm. I said on a previous podcast that I was the Robin to your Batman. Yeah, you're much more a Dick Grayson and I'm much more a Bruce Wayne. It's, it's fairly true. It's because Chance is so rich. It's true. It's because of the wealth, not because of the deep emotional damage. <laughs> And Dick also has deep emotional damage, but like... He he's, seems to have sort of handled it a bit better. Yeah. Because he had an outlet. Yeah, it's true. Beating up bad guys. And Bruce. He had a support. It's he true. had a system that uh, young Master Bruce didn't have. It's true. He probably could have had it. If he'd have just stuck and hung around with Katie Holmes for a while, he probably would have been okay. Well, well who was the other actress? Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, what about Maggie Gyllenhaal? I mean, probably. She seems all right. He could have he hung out with one of them. If he hung out with Maggie, he could have hung out with Jake Gyllenhaal also. He hasn't been a superhero yet, has he? No, I don't, I don't think so. He was the Prince of Persia. <laughs> and what is that if not a movie? It was. It was not that bad. It, it was fine. It was not that bad. Until Detective Pikachu came out. It was one of the best. I mean, other than the fact that it's a white man. I mean, yes. That part was bad. Well, but this is also when Great Wall was out. A Great Wall of China movie starring Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. I think that was later. It was later, and that's even worse. If anything, Hollywood doesn't learn. No. This brings us all the way back around to my In the Heights thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, it all, see, it all connects. We're all the way back to, hey, maybe it's not good that this movie starring mostly minorities underperformed, because that's going to send the wrong message to Hollywood, because they're not reading your Reddit posts. Though, to be fair, I don't know if Great Wall did super great either. Or Prince of Persia. No, neither of them Or did. Ghost in the Shell, starring uh, Scarlett Johansson. Though, the Japanese loved that casting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. When they, when they pulled, like, Japanese nationals, they're like, oh, no, she'll do great. I mean, Japanese anime is kind of drawn mm-hmm. in such a way to make their characters ambiguously white. Yeah, like, they could be Asian, they true. could be white. The only thing they can't be is black. When they're black, it's very obvious that they're black. In maybe not great ways. Yeah. Like a thingy Dragon Ball Z. Mr. Popo. Mr. Popo. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good, not a good, not a good look. Even Mr. Popo, the name is not just, that ain't it. 
That ain't it, kids. No. Well, you know, this really came around. <laughs> you know, it, it didn't go super happy places, but it was a lot less generally depressing, I think, than how we started. And I'm going to leave it all in. Cannibalism to... Wealth inequality, <laughs> racial caricatures. It's true. Getting in there and talking a little bit about Batman, a little bit about anime. In the last two weeks, the ocean has been on fire in a new wave a, a brand new wave, because there's already been six failed ones of Trump will be reinstated in August, has come. What hope is there in the world? And all the billionaires are flying to space. Yeah, <laughs> the billionaires are flying to space, and we hope they stay there. They're welcome to have them, if you ask what, me. What, what, is, what is there to joke about? Pink fairy armadillos? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's the world's smallest armadillo breed. Have you never seen it? No. Camera Google something. Cam- in, the, in the cold open. <laughs> Camera Google something. Pink fairy armadillo it's oh one. that's precious it's look f- at that a little floofy on the end look at this one it's so furry oh my gosh is this a real life pokemon it kind of is they're in argentina it's sort of like a lobster meets a gerbil meets a wiener dog everyone whenever you do a animal search on the internet though put baby in front of it it always makes it better Ooh, let's try do you know this is a fact with this one no i don't or are they just like i'm assuming absolutely it's the same pictures it's the same pictures sad it looks like if a sushi like a sashimi roll yeah. not a roll but like not a sashimi nigiri a, a nigiri a shrimp nigiri if it was a, a live mm-hmm. that's what we'd be like no oh my gosh there's literally a picture of that right there oh yeah <laughs> I mean, it's just obvious. So be on the lookout for the Pink Fairy Armadillo, our one hope in these trying times. Yeah, if you're like, man, the ocean was on fire. What's going on? All of California, New Mexico, and Arizona are about to not have water. The entire Pacific Northwest is like... On fire. On fire or melting due to the heat. If you're you're thinking about all those things, Google Pink Fairy Armadillo instead. Yeah, it'll really do it for you. MTV. Okay. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. Hello there, Chance. Hey, Cameron. I'm just feeling so pumped up and excited <laughs> about life and uh, yeah. just everything going on in the world. Just such a cheery time. By the time this comes out, both of us will officially be on summer break for two more weeks. I've got like three weeks, right? It might be three. Because I think I, I report back on the 13th. By the time this comes out, though. Uh-huh. It is fun that uh, staff at our high school is reporting back Friday the 13th. Yeah. Bodes really well. <laughs> Real well for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But yep, uh, I've been in summer school all summer, and after this week, I will be off until the 13th. Um, don't know what I'm going to do. but Have the time of your life. Yeah. I, I'm going to play Monster Hunter Stories, too. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, me, too. Read a little bit. Laugh a lot. I've been in grad school, so I took one class. When I originally booked them, booked them, whatever you call it, signed up for them, I thought they were going to happen together, two classes happening in the month of June. Turns out I did one for the first four weeks of June and then one that had started immediately after that. And they started, school ended on a Friday, and they started on Tuesday. So I've just not stopped. Yeah. And so I'm about to live it up for three weeks. 
about to live it up. Uh, I just finished a book called uh, Sufficiently Advanced Magic. It was great. Sounds nice. Um, it was it was purely a popcorn read. Very easy. Not a lot of you know there was some there was some challenging stuff in it, but the read itself wasn't challenging. Mm-hmm. It was just a good like blockbuster like. Just eat that popcorn while you... Yeah, I just finished... um, It's a children's book, like a chapter book. It's one of the Sequoia-nominated books for this year. Um, It's called Gloomtown. Uh It's sort of like a light children's horror, kind of, where this kid gets a job at the creepy mansion in town. Things start to kind of unravel. Yeah. Um, It kind of ended in a place where it's like, I kind of want more of this. Like, it kind of opened up where it pivoted to something very different that I think could be a lot of fun, too. Oh, fun. Um, Yeah, it was really good. Uh, All of this is to say that uh, 1990s MTV would be laughing at us and calling us nerds right now. Because apparently being smart is real bad. Mm -hmm. Beer Stein all the way. Beer Stein all the way. You don't want to be smart and read. Nerds. It's, you know, I go back to the Friends thing all the time, where they're like, oh, we went to the Smithsonian, or not the Smithsonian, the, like, Natural History Museum or something, Mm -hmm. and they're like, and we spent a lot of time in the gift shop. Yeah, there's just, like, like a real anti-intellectualism. Not even that, though. Like, being dumb is cool? Mm Mm-hmm. You think... You think that's why half the country voted for Donald Trump? Surely it's unrelated. It must be. It may, maybe it's part of it. I mean, it's all the people who were like at the height of their power in the '90s, right? That voted for him. Certainly something to think about. You think that? You think? Uh, I got the '90s and anti. And I mean, there is definitely a large, somewhat anti-intellectual thread, as well within I think conservatism because they view many institutions of higher learning as extremely liberal it's true and so therefore there must be something wrong with those yeah i i actually do not consider myself a liberal i am i have some liberal leanings but not all but it is interesting that all education in our country and others tends towards liberalism it's almost as if education <laughs> leads to liberalism. It, it, seems, it seems to be there. Certainly more things that are troubling right now, especially sometimes I'm like, I should go work in Texas because they pay me a lot more. And then they say things like, oh, you are not required to teach about slavery or the civil rights movement or Martin Luther King Jr. Or like a, li- a list, a literal laundry list of particularly people of color who are just like, completely off the table Cesar Chavez mm-hmm. um, just all sorts of people that they're like you cannot well, not you can't they aren't banned but they're like these are not part of the required curriculum anymore it's true for students to learn about these things and that's really dangerous uh, yeah no I agree I think we should just talk about culture war stuff what do you think I mean we already are I, I mean but yeah but I mean so here's what is MTV if not a culture <laughs> war crusader it's true I don't know where they fall in terms of the spectrum let's just be honest the episode we're about to talk about is nothing. It really is, but it's like that book you were talking about. I find it to be a really pleasant nothing. I, yeah. It has some, uh, as per usual, as per usual, as the kids say. They don't. I hang out with kids all the time. They don't say that. As per usual, as I say, some pretty mid talk about college. Where it's just kind of like, eh, are we really beating this drum again? Mm-hmm. College, I'm not successful because I didn't get into college. But overall, it was a great time. I had a lot of fun. A great time is a little much. I was watching this episode and I was like, wow, 
This episode could not exist. Okay. Okay, You're right. Great (laughs) is a strong word. I had a a pleasant experience. You're right. It was not a chore to watch it. It was the equivalent of taking a deep breath of air. I was thinking it was the equivalent of the air between Eric's ears. (laughs) The air in a Lay's potato chip bag. Oh, yeah. It's like 60% air. Yeah. Something like that. But they need that for the air cushion so the chips don't break. (laughs) This reminded me of a cartoon that I saw where it was a man that like a job interview and there's a glass in front of them. It's like, is this glass half empty or half full? He says, oh, that glass is all the way full. He's like, you're hired. And then it cuts back and it's like Lay's Potato Chip Company. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's all the way full. I would take the glass, drink it, set it down, empty. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) I make my own perceptions. I don't know what that means. I mean... Yeah. Let's just look at the pink fairy armadillo more. Okay, one more time. <laughs> just kidding. Hey there. <laughs> you sweet thing. That's a regular armadillo. What is this? That looks terrifying. Oh, is that a... Oh, I think that's a sushi. No, that's a mini pink fairy armadillo stuffy. Oh, that you can get. That's cute. It's out of stock, sadly. Someone knitted one. Guys, pink fairy armadillos. They're... In these troubled times... <laughs> It's exactly what we need. Its feet are big. <laughs> it's very fluffy. And it looks like it has a shrimp on its back. Or an uncooked piece of fish. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. It's yep. amazing. So, get out there. Make Let the word be known. <laughs> the official mascot of Boy Meets World Fever. We're replacing all of our logos with a picture of the pink fairy armadillo. Instead of us riding a plane, a paper airplane around the world, we're riding a pink fairy armadillo to the candy shop. If you can draw that. I can't. I could barely draw what we have now. Uh, but you did. You did draw. And that's what's important. Um, I thought we'd update that eventually, but we haven't. We haven't. So here we are. Episode 407. I think. I, I this season is dragging because we've had like a week off. Yeah. We did a filler episode. We did another filler episode. We've had two weeks off, haven't we? I want to say we might have. I think we yeah. took a week off in June and a week off in July. Yeah. Vacations and I got sick. Just and- summer. Just general kind of, you think that it's going to slow down, mm-hmm. but it just speeds up. It's true. And it's my first year in a school and kids give me germs. Mm-hmm. I remember my first year, I was a TA also, and Sarah was working in a hospital and Nolan started like daycare for the first time. It was just like a revolving door of mm-hmm. germs at our house. So. Just the worst. Yeah, I was, I was like, man, I feel like I'm getting sick so much. I'm sorry. And the other TA was like, it's your first year. If you make it to like half... You're good. Yeah, this year I didn't get sick at all. Well, masks. Well, I mean, yeah. I really didn't get sick until mask regulations started getting more laxed. Mm-hmm. They just kind of controlled everything. Flu season was non-existent. It's true. It was amazing. Anyway, get vaccinated, people. Yeah, go get vaccinated. The Delta variant it's, is it's still, scary. It's still mitigated by the vaccine. Yeah, and it's targeting younger people. We, your lovely hosts, are vaccinated. Fully vaxxed and ready for snacks. That's my Twitter bio says. There you go. You're you're so much better at Twitter than I. Like light years ahead of you. It's true. I'm not. I'm not very good at that. Still, you you're, couldn't tell by looking at the people following me. But you're great at Twitter. I feel like I have a good time. Wonderful. Um. Anyway, episode four hundred seven, mm-hmm. singled out. Do you want to give us a synopsis, please? Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Seinfeld of Boy Meets World. It's an episode about nothing. Everyone starts in one place. It ends in that place. There you go. I did it. <laughs> um, Eric goes on the MTV show Singled Out, and Corey's getting his tonsils out, and Sean's scaring him. Beautiful. 
That is incredibly apt. The perspicacity. <laughs> the perspicacity. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that means, and I have a big vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Feeny. Um, so, yeah. Eric is a loser on the couch. Still. Still. Has not changed in five episodes. Yep. Um, my fictional world that I created for our game episode, much better. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for Eric to get off the couch. Yep. He's like, I need a way to meet lots of college girls because I'm lame. Mm-hmm. You live in Philadelphia, dude. You can surely meet go to, some fine women. Go to freaking Barnes & Noble. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Or Chubby's. Or ch- the only restaurant that exists. As this episode further cements. Yes, isn't this episode further Well, no, cements. because it calls it a hidden gem. And if it's the only restaurant, it couldn't be a hidden gem. Unless nobody knows what a restaurant is. Yes, yeah, true. Which is the other Every, possibility. Everyone shops at Alan's former evil, 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 evil grocery store. Mm-hmm. Or they go to Chubby's. It's one of the two. It's one of the two. And if you don't live close to Chubby's, you don't go there. Is your, that's actually why Alan couldn't just get another job and had to go into business for himself. Because, like, there is nothing else. Those are the only two food businesses. And a yogurt shop. Where's the yogurt shop? Four doors down from the wilderness store. Oh, yeah, but that's new. Yeah, they're branching out in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there are three restaurants. All the ones from season one closed down. Chubby's absorbed all of them. Mm-hmm. IHOS, mm-hmm. Bob's Tube Checks Pizza World, Bob's Tube Checks Burger World. Yeah. You know, I do think there has to be multiple Chubbies. We'll get to that later in this actual episode. Oh, okay. I can hardly wait. But. Do they all look the same? Yeah, exactly the same. Okay. I'm here for it. So I think there has to be multiple Chubbies. But anyway, yes, Eric is a loser on the couch. <laughs> And he's just like, I want to meet college chicks. Yeah. I'm just here, loser on the couch. And he's flipping through and it's like baking and whatever. And then it's like, do you want to meet college chicks in the Philadelphia area? Come on, singled out. Here's the number. And he flips through to the next channel and it's talking about brownies again. And he's like, hold on. And he goes back and the number's there. So he writes it down. Mm-hmm. This is another instance where we see, we've pointed it out before, but time is compressing. Yes. Because this whole process moves extremely fast. Extremely. During a time where the internet was not nearly as prevalent. Mm-hmm. Things were done via the mail. Yeah, he called. He gave a call and they sent him a letter. Well, we assume he sent something in too because mm-hmm. they needed to get a picture of him. Yeah. And it all seems to take place over the course of about 24 hours. Yeah, about 24 hours. Which, I mean, to be fair, there's nothing that says that this first scene... Yeah, it could have been quite a bit before, but yeah. once he gets the letter, it is like all happening. Yeah, within, within like 24 hours. Yeah, we are barreling down oh, through yeah. time. They're like, hey, come on, singled out, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just so. like when they went to Disney World. It's like, we're giving you no time to prepare. <laughs> the Disney World thing still blows my mind. It's like, you want a trip to Disney World? Great. Pack your bags tonight. <laughs> Great. In three months or so? No, tomorrow. Airline tickets? Did we talk about the thought of airline tickets? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you have to have them in a person's name. And like all true. sorts of stuff, and they don't have that. They, they, they probably they had could a, have had that, I suppose. They probably had a deal with Disney or they something. They need some sort of identification to get on a plane. Yeah. That a bunch of 14-year-olds probably don't have. It was also pre-9-11, so it was a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, you can just walk on a plane. Who even cares? I mean, that literally did happen. So. Well, I remember as a kid, just like going, when like my dad was coming back or whatever, and like just going and going down all the way. 
uh-huh. to the terminal and just waiting on him there. Yeah, I remember. And it was it. fun to be like, I'm going to go through the metal detector. Mm-hmm. And who who cared at that point? Yeah, it's true. 9-11. Terrorists ruin everything. Terrorists. Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda. Potato, potato. Yeah. Um, Taliban, Taliban. Taliban. Those Talibans. You know, Hillary Clinton's one of them Talibans. <laughs> but what about her emails, Chance? <laughs> what about the emails? She should have been arrested after Ben Benghazi. <laughs> there's a... There's an episode of Parks and Recreation. One of the city councilors is like really just like trying to put the wind out of Leslie Nope's sails because she's a city councilor too. And like something happens, he's like, this scandal is going to make Benghazi look like white water. And she's just like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Makes Benghazi look like white water. Was white water Bill Clinton? I think th- I think the joke is Watergate, is it not? No, there is one that's called Whitewater. Oh, is there? Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know. I feel like it was something with Bill Clinton. That was nothing, obviously, because yeah. you, a learned man who is I, pretty I, on the pulse of politics in general, I would say. Yeah, has no idea. Whitewater. Cameron, Google something. Whitewater scandal. Whitewater scandal. Cameron, Google something. Cameron, Google something. When some knowledge breaks out, Cameron Googles it now. He's, He's a, a Googling guy. There's a Quizlet about it. Whitewater scandal. Whitewater. American political controversy during the 1990s. There we go. It was a real estate something. Uh, real estate investment of Bill and Hillary Clinton. Whitewater Development Corporation. Failed business venture. Yeah. I don't care about so this. It wasn't, it wasn't the other scandal that you're thinking of involving Bill Clinton. No. Apparently, yes, but it would make Benghazi look like this thing that people don't know what it is. There was a there was a video on the internet, because this is what we're talking about now, that's like, it's like, okay, class, everyone gather around. Today we're going to learn about Bill Clinton, a wonderful man who fell deeply in love with a young woman and had consensual relations with her. Uh... But then the evil American society, like, came and they and, and they put him to the coals for it for no reason, for his love for this woman. The end. That's how banning critical race theory is teaching like, about slavery. Uh-huh. It's like, no, hold on. <laughs> hold on now. You know, I'm just going to call it now. This is our best episode ever. Oh, yeah. Way better than the last week's episode. That episode was, this episode is going to make that episode look like Whitewater. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't even a joke from Boy Meets World. No, but this one's pretty light on the jokes. This episode is nothing. This this episode is light on everything. (laughs) Like, it's not a 100% bad thing, but I was watching it. We're not saying anything about class. We're not saying anything about... No character development. (laughs) No character development whatsoever. Like, Sean is a joke machine. And we love him for it. I don't... Topanga's there. Topanga is... She's slightly the, more there. She's in two scenes instead of one. Um, Sean is a joke machine. I don't know what Eric... Eric is literally an excuse for the producers to put 50 pretty girls on the mm-hmm. screen. And to have, like, a crossover with MTV. <laughs> to have, like... To have Chris Hardwick on the show. Like... Here's the thing, guys. When we get to Eric on Singled Out, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what happens, and then we're going to say thank you and move on. 
Um, I did look up some trivia about Singled Out, so oh, we, can, we can talk about. I've never that. seen a single episode. Me neither. Uh, this is the this is the only episode of this show I've ever watched. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> I don't know how I, accurate it was. I don't know. Yeah, I know nothing. Why are there men in underwear? Like yeah, angels? That was weird. And like that little white mask he had. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we're just talking about Eric's story right now. I feel like this is one where we can be fully well served by breaking the stories apart, because. One, we're doing this without the aid of any notes. It's true. So I don't remember the order of anything. And two, they are so entirely unrelated. It's like there was zero effort made to try to connect them whatsoever. We do bring the parents in with with Corey once, and then they finish the episode talking or scene talking to Eric. Yeah, they're kind of in both, but that's about. But it. Corey and the friends have gone, and yeah, there's there's nothing. Yes. So Eric writes down the number. The next scene, the parents come in with the kids. We'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure which plot I enjoy more. I don't either. It might be the other one because Sean. Yeah, Sean is pretty Sean saves the whole thing. Sean is pretty great. Um, but they're like, Eric, you aren't going to hear from Single Dad. It probably takes them months. And he's like, Plus, I got to get you a letter. Yeah. He's like, Bam! I. This is to Mr. Eric Matthews from MT. The MT. What's, MT? What's the, that last letter? The. And then he reads it and he's like, You've been selected to be on Singled Out. Come here this time and don't bring your negative, negative father. This is the this is the best joke in Eric's entire plot. And he's like, They didn't say that. And then he grabs it and he's like, Oh, they, they really, they, they really right. did say that. Don't bring your negative, negative dad. I gotta say, fashion wise, Amy looks great. Ooh. I noticed this. She's got kind of just like okay, mom jeans. She's a mom in the nineties. Sure. That's what they that's what they wear. And then like a white shirt with like a flannel ish thing, but it's not like a full floppy one, but it's kind of tied at the waist. Mm-hmm. It just looks really good. And even Alan in his blue sweater. This was the time where like every sweater was kind of more swoop necked, and you wore a t shirt underneath. Uh huh. Um, but I, I think he was looking pretty good. The parents are looking good. Even Eric, not yeah, looking Eric's bad. Looking, Eric's looking fine. Um, I, no, I did notice one of his outfits later. We'll get there. We'll get I'm there. just noticing a transition okay. in, in fashion. A fashion transition. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not, but I just noticed we're it. Not, we're, we're away from silk overshirt pajamas? Hopefully not. Remember when he had the overshirt that was that uh-huh. for bed? That was, that was fun. Just ridiculous. Um, so he's going to go on singled out. The next scene we get, this is kind of important. It is the precursor to the Feeney call. Yes. Where Eric, it's not the actual Feeney call. It's not the, as you might know, and this is taking future knowledge into account, but I feel like it's important. Mm-hmm. Where he goes to the fence and he's like, Feeney. Yeah. But he goes to the back and he's like, Mr. Feeney. And like yells for him mm-hmm. at the fence, which is like the first time where we, I feel like we see that. Yeah. And Eric calls out the whole trope of like, I need you and you're not here guarding. You're not in school and you're not guarding. What are you doing? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you say, yeah, sorry. So, okay. This scene kind of ticks me off. Like, kind of in a fun way ticks me off, but still kind of ticks me off. Because, like, they have this whole thing, and then he's like, so what college did you go to so I could just tell him that? Assuming it's still around. Assuming it's still around. And he, he just looks at him incredulous, like, hurt even. Like, William Daniels' expression is like, this pains me that you're doing this. I will this. not be party to this deception. Yeah, I will... Like... And you're thinking, like, oh, 
he's gonna teach Eric a lesson. <laughs> no, no, no lesson. <laughs> like William Daniels is too good for this scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> like he conveys too many emotions in his face. Yeah, because I don't know why they had this in if they're not gonna like follow it up later. Also, may I just say I'm gonna take a drink. May I just say, Eric applied to how many schools? And he cannot think of the name of one? Yes. There's a phone book in his house that he could just look at. He sits there and watches TV all the time. You know there's ads for community colleges and whatnot there. DeVry University? Probably. (laughs) Probably not. I don't know. But, I mean, there's lots of ways to to come about this information. It's true. Or He just just says he can only think of Harvard, but he can't say Harvard because they'll know he's lying. Or just say whatever the state you live in, live in, state. Penn State. (laughs) Pennsylvania State University. Like, even Philadelphia College. I'm sure that exists. Yeah. I'm not going to Google it. We've done it twice. Yeah. The comedy rule of threes. I'm going to save it. I've actually, we, we on this very show... Earlier, when we did a townie thing, I read off a list of colleges that are in Philadelphia mm-hmm. that Eric could just go meet women at. Mm-hmm. I've also, I mean, I gave a list of weirdly named colleges, too. Yes. Like, there's lots of lots of ways to go about it. Yeah, he, he knows Duke. He could have said Boris. He could have said Boris. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this, this whole scene is just so dumb. And, like, again, Feeney's like... Just watch the scene, guys. Because Feeney's face looks hurt. He is and so talented. Yeah. He has like two scenes, two and a half scenes in this whole episode. Each one of them is, he's very good. He's very good. He's in the running for me for MVP, if not for the presence of Sean. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it, but I agree. But yeah, he, his face just conveys this hurt and this betrayal. Like, I can't believe you would do this. Like, you would think the script would have Feeney play it off as a joke and be like, oh, I'm not doing that. That's so dumb. Or something, like, jokey. But no, it's like setting up like a, oh, this is going to be a teachable moment later. Mm-hmm. No, you shouldn't lie. No. <laughs> it is funny, though, because he's like, can you tell me if it's still around? And he's like, no. He's like, so it's not still around then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it, So it's gone. Gone, huh? Uh yeah. So, and then he just picks Harvard. He, he gets interviewed by this lady, and she's like, what college do you go to? Harvard. What are you doing in Pennsylvania? I go to the Pennsylvania Ca- campus. Philadelphia. The Philadelphia campus. There's a Philadelphia campus? We have six. Stop trying to corner me. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to trap me. <laughs> um, and she's like, nah, who cares? We like you for your hair. And he's yeah. like, I understand completely. Then he's on the show. He's on the show. Here he is. It just boom, boom, boom. Do you want to hit us with that singled out trivia now that we're here? Yeah. Well, the so the only really interesting piece of trivia is it seems like right at this very moment, singled out was between two secondary hosts. It only lasted for a little while. The but show? It, well, the show lasted from like 95 to 98. Um, so it would be on for like another year. Mm-hmm. But from 95 to like... The beginning of 1997, it was Chris Hardwick and Jenny McCartney. Oh, okay. So they were the hosts of it. And then there was like this brief time where it was just Chris Hardwick. And then like not long after this episode, because it was before 98, and we're getting pretty close to 98 at this point, Carmen Electra would be the host until the end for a season and a half with, with Chris Hardwick. So like Chris Hardwick is there the whole time, but it's like... They were right in between Jenny McCartney and Carmen Electra. Huh. 
Interesting. Uh, um, Chris Hardwick, you know him from The Talking Dead, I guess? I was trying to think where I knew his name. Yeah, he, like, his whole thing right now is, like, after AMC shows, he talks about them. Like, Talking Saul. Could you imagine talking about a TV show? <laughs> I know. What a stupid job, am I right? <laughs> Actually, can I get in on that? Can, can, Yo, can Chris, <laughs> holla at your boy. Can, can can I do it for CW shows? Like, I'll do it for Disney Channel shows. I don't <laughs> care. Hey, I'll come on after Paw Patrol. <laughs> Man, that was a great episode, huh, kids? I can't believe that Chase saved everything again, and everybody depended on him because we live in a police state. <laughs> you could do Cam and Super Short Show. <laughs> Remember Mike Super Show? Oh, I do. In the last episode, one of the nerds was one of the movie surfers, which was a show that predated Mike Super Short Show on Disney Channel talking about movies that were coming out. I remember or like Mike surfers. Super Short Show talked about them when they came out on tape or DVD, but movie surfers talked about them when they came into theaters. The only thing I really remember about Mike, Mike Super Short Show is the intro and that the girl in its na- last name was Stoner. Mm-hmm. Allison Stoner. That was all. She was, was a little important. girl who danced in the Missy Elliott video. Oh, okay. And she was also in the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That doesn't surprise me. You know, Disney Channel is a monster that eats its own. It's true. I wonder what she's up to these days. Allison Stoner, come on the show. Is Disney Channel Kronos eating its own children? No. Maybe. No. Because they break out. That's true. They escape. Well, so did Zeus. But they, but they keep friends. like getting new generations of kids to eat. That's true. And apparently they had a show that has one of the Paul brothers, so I'm just not okay with it. Yeah, they did kick him off after stuff started hitting the fan with him. Good, because he's trash. Mm-hmm. Now now the Paul brothers are involved in some kind of pump and dump scheme. You know about this? No. I don't think about them. They're like, they're like, oh, we discovered this new, this new cryptocurrency, and it's like a thing, so we're gonna make it a thing. They invented it, and they're trying to pump it, pump it up, and then dump it, because I mean, they're trash people. Yeah, trash. Just people. exciting, exciting world we live in. Where's that baby pink carpetillo? <laughs> baby pink carpetillo. Hey. Same as from the Paul Brothers. <laughs> you come on the show. Yes. Baby pink fairy armadillos have a 100% open invitation yes. to come on the show anytime they want. There's got to be like a rescue near us somewhere. We've had, we've got the other end. We've got some permabands. Uh-huh. We don't need to go through those again. But we have the other end. These guys, Daniel Fischel, always welcome. Always welcome. Uh, other people that were on the show, please, come on. Ryder Strong, I'm sorry everyone makes jokes that your name sounds like a porn star name. Please come on the show. Chris Hardwick, you're more than welcome. Even We'd like to audition. <laughs> We'd like to audition for whatever your job is. Whatever's going on. There's got to be some AMC show that you're like, I don't know about this, but we can pull up these guys from the farm team. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I think we're ready for it. Back to single doubt. <laughs> back to single No. Doubt. I want to continue down this path. <laughs> no. Of whatever it is. I don't even remember. Cameron, we're going to get to Quibi here in a second. For real? I'll, I'll roads lead to Quibi. Okay. Because... MTV tried to resurrect Singled Out as a Quibi show. Really? Yes, just recently. Well, that didn't go very well. No, it didn't. You mean this show about a person answering questions and being tricked into choosing the things and the girls leave and you're left with one at the end didn't save Quibi? It didn't save Quibi. Huh. I don't know, but it was doomed from the start then if it couldn't be saved by Singled Out. Will Friedle should have been on it. He should have been the host. He should have been the host. It would have been perfect. I'd have watched. I'd have gotten a dang Quibi. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have, because no one knew what Quibi was. I don't know where to find one. 
Oh, goodness. Uh, Chris Hardwick, come on the show. Will Friedle, come on the show. Anyway, we're at the show. Um, apparently, this is how the show goes. I have no idea. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. And they bring him out, and it's high energy, and it's just generic music, and the mm-hmm. girls are dancing in the There's background. like a band yeah. playing. There's the girls. There's like 50 girls. Uh-huh. And then behind them are a bunch of guys up above. Oh, yeah, like an audience. Uh-huh. The 50 girls are like contestants. Mm-hmm. But then everyone else is like part of the audience. And I guess the premise of this show is it's kind of like one of those... Sort of like the dating game. Yeah, except trash Meets MTV. Yeah. Like, because they can't see him. They only get to see like him from the back. And he can't see them. And he can't see them. And like, they've all got like pre-recorded answers. And he like picks the one he wants. But the joke here is like, he keeps accidentally getting the one he doesn't want. Mm-hmm. Like they're like... First date, someone who's naughty or someone who's nice. He's like, oh, my mom would want me to say naughty. And he's just like, all right, naughty, get out of here. <laughs> and then they all leave. Yeah. And I guess in this moment, he's like sitting there and all the girls who are leaving walk in front of him. And that's when he gets to see them. Yeah. And they like, the whole thing is like, walk and see what you're missing, I guess. Mm-hmm. You fool. It's, it's very strange. Uh, and he's the whole time he's going, no, 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 not no, you. No, the naughty. I want to go with the naughty girls. Forget about them, Eric. They're gone. I meant naughty. It's fine. There are still lots of girls left. And then the next one is like brains. Einstein, Einstein. or Beerstein. Or Beerstein. It's like, I know your trick here. If I say Beerstein, Beerstein, get out of here. And they all go. And they all go. And he's got like a save. Uh-huh. He can save one of them. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. And apparently... After just those two out of six questions. There were like five girls. There were only five girls. <laughs> Dumb, naughty girls. <laughs> it's all that's on the show. Yeah. So, I don't... <laughs> and they're all gone. He's left with the nice, smart ones. If you ever want to know, like, what is, like, anti-chance, it's this show. <laughs> I'm just like... I don't get thanks. it. I hate it. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like... Me, who was around when the show was on, would not have watched it. Me now would not have watched it. <laughs> yeah. Nor would me at any point in between those two times have watched this show. No, I wouldn't either. If you, just... if, you want, if you watch it and enjoy it, cool. More power to you. I'm happy for you that you have something that you enjoy. No. Yeah, no. Me. I'm the same. I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, all they have to do is, like, do a football player episode and you have literally got the concoction for, like, my death. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's everything that I am not. Does the show ever go the other way with his guys? Yes, okay. it does. Well, that's important. Yeah. Quality. Yeah, there, there were there were girl episodes and guy episodes, so. I'm glad to hear that. I did see that. Um, SNL spoofed it a bunch of times. I saw that. But what, what do they not spoof? Yeah, they spoof literally everything. And I think they did an episode, or not an episode, I think there was, it, there was a running theme in the Sabrina the Teenage Witch comic where it was called Soloed Out. Hmm. And it was one of Sabrina's favorite shows. And I think the, I, I'm getting all of this from Wikipedia and like skimmed Wikipedia at that. But I think they said there was a whole plot where Sabrina gets Cleopatra on the show. That makes sense. So there we go. That's everything I know about Singled Out. Yeah, I, that's way more than I know. So Soloed Out. It's sounds, pretty clever. Sounds exciting. It's pretty clever. Cleopatra's there. Um, she seems all right. I don't know if that, that's yeah, true. I have no idea. I know, I, I know a lot about her and Mark Antony, but. I don't even know that. Um, anyway, so we we skip forward. I guess we skip forward one more question. Uh huh. That they just didn't. Yeah, there's show. like two more girls that are gone. It's just the final three. Yeah. And so they're asking them, and it's like, 
bad kiss or do you dump them or train them and like a couple come forward more coming forward and then it's like when you wake up steaming hot shower or steaming cup of cocoa steaming hot shower for two or steaming cocoa for two that's right and everyone's like oh okay naked girl in the shower that's definitely what we're picking and what the last girl goes actually cocoa oh you were doing so well (laughs) yeah and eric's like well you know i really love cocoa yeah it's just so weird. It's it's real strange. I, and the one girl that got all the questions wrong, she was like, dump the bad kisser. Um, what was the second question? I can't remember. It was bad kissers, dump them or train them. The second question was, um, oh, a guy who's listening to you on a date, is he sensitive or picturing you naked? Mm-hmm. So the first girl was said, uh, dump them, picturing you naked. naked. Shower. Shower. It's like, why is she not gone? Are you secretly a naughty one? <laughs> yes. It's like, that's the one Eric would want, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but he ends up with the other girl. Yeah. The Coco girl. Coco girl. And Chris Hardwick is funny here. He's like, she's everything you wanted. She's sweet, sensitive, like, fully clothed. She's like, Coco, Coco for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. They put him back to back and then they turn around <coughs> and they meet. Gonna take a clean run at that. Yeah. They put him back to back and then they turn around and like see each other for the first time. And it's like, oh, you're here. And then but Eric just seems like so awkward. Yes. He's just like, I oh yeah. Shouldn't hey. be here. Yeah. And they're like, you have won a limo trip around town to see the Philadelphia sites, and then you'll meet at one of Philadelphia's hidden, hidden gems. gems. Chubbies. The, the Coco Girl. I can't remember her name. It doesn't matter. She's Coco Girl. And she's just like, oh, Chubby's, I love that place. And Eric's just like, oh, I've never been there. Yeah. Why? He's supposedly from here. Here's my thing, though. How could they have not met? This is a thing. There has to be multiple Chubby's. I love that place. There has to be. There has to be multiple Chubby's. Well, it's like, it's like, if you go into McDonald's, at least for a long time, if you went, if you went into McDonald's, like, say you're standing there. You could have, like, ten people have them close their eyes and say, here at McDonald's, where is the soda machine? And everybody could point. And they'd all point the same direction. Like, where's the ice cream? Where's the bathrooms? Where's the play place? Where's the... And, like, in all McDonald's, yeah. they're, like, laid out the same. Yeah. Like, there might be little differences in the seating area, but it's, like, it all flows the same because they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're, like, this is the most optimal way to do this. Chubbies must be the same way. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> but some chubbies you have to order at the counter. Some chubbies have wait- waitresses. waitresses. Yeah. There has to be multiple chubbies. There's a pinball machine and a pool table. Mm-hmm. But there's not always a pinball machine. There's not? No. I think sometimes th- that pinball machine isn't there. Really? I, well, I'll have to look, but I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So anyway, there has to be multiple chubbies. They, all restaurants are chubbies. Mm-hmm. Chubbies is all. Yes, chubbies. chubbies is all and in all. The Chubby Brothers. Through all. Chubby and his brother. What did we say? I don't... They were all chubby. Uh But they all had different other names. Chubbs. Fredo Chubby. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So, yeah. They went a trip to Chubby's. Then we go and they're at their date on Chubby's and they're talking about their colleges. And Mm -hmm. then she's just like... She's from Columbia. Not from Columbia. That's a country. She's a student at Columbia. Yeah. So she says. And he... They're talking about him going to Harvard and... Her going to Columbia. And she's like, Seemed to have a lot in common. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't go to Columbia. Um, I applied, but I didn't get in. You applied to Columbia, but you didn't have the grades to get into a state school? 
Yeah. Maybe what? she's like Eric, who just applied everywhere. I guess. But no, didn't have the grades to get in anywhere. <laughs> Which, again, we we discussed. That doesn't make any sense. If you got the money. Yes, it's true. If you've got the money to send in that many applications, you've, you, you're fine. They're like, you know you what? In. Those other schools will call you a cash cow. A cash cow. Um, yeah, I didn't get that. She's like, I applied, but I didn't get in. I didn't get in anywhere. I'm like, then why did you apply to Columbia? Yeah. Dream dream school um, that you don't work toward getting into. And Eric's, and she's like, I'll go. And he's like, no, I'll go. And she's like, I'm the pathetic townie who pretended to go to college to get on the game show. And he's like, if I had a sign, it would be saying the exact same thing. That was, that was good writing. Yeah, it was good writing. It was fine. And she's like, oh, well... We are really are a lot alike. If this girl lasted longer, I would care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gone. And I know I feel like in the last episode, I was listening back to it, and I was kind of like, "We can't take future knowledge into account, Chance," because you were talking about the Chet and Verna it's, stuff, and I was like, true. "Yes, but we have to." And I feel like I was getting a little short with you. I want to take this moment to apologize because <laughs> this is just nothing. <laughs> I mean, it is. And she's like, "Oh, there's this Phi Sigma party or whatever." And he's like, you could get us in? And she's like, actually, I thought you could. And he goes, maybe one day I will. That's the end of his plot. It's done. There now. it is. It's done now. That's it. Yeah. No no greater thing to say. One day I will. Yeah. That's the ending music of like inspiring. An inspiring end. Yeah. My dad and I are business owners. It doesn't matter. He didn't go to college, so he sucks. Neither of them did. <laughs> I don't. What, what do we even say? Bunch of chumps. Idiots. Uh, fools. Anyway, that now Corey's story, uh-huh. if it can be called that. <laughs> if we can be called Corey's, and if it can be called a story. <laughs> Corey's story. Um, Corey has tonsillitis. Mm-hmm. He's like, they can't take my, they can't take out my tonsils. I just, I just <laughs> irritated them with my toothbrush. <laughs> darn anglehead. Yeah. Angleheaded angle. toothbrush. This is sort of like my chat, but a little smokier. Yeah. A little. It's like a bat, if, if chat was Batman. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it all comes back to Batman. It all comes back. If Chet was Batman, man, I don't know why, but that brought up that that old Shakespeare insult. What is it like? Thine face is not even worthy of sunburning or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I want to say to Chet. I irritated my tonsils with angle-headed toothbrush. <laughs> I have to stop the Joker. I've got to stop the Joker. <laughs> Yep. I have to save Harvey Dent. I can't do it. I can't. It's got to be you. I was trying to say, why are they trying to kill me? Why are they trying to kill me? Um, he just disappeared. I hate Chet. Anyway. I hate Chet. I irritate him with the darn angle-headed toothbrush. The darn angle-headed toothbrush. <laughs> And everyone's like, Corey, it's a routine procedure. You're going to be fine. Tell him, Sean. And he's like, uh, no, I won't tell him that because it's my duty to protect my friend. And I have to stop the Joker. <laughs> yes. And then- yeah, I was expecting maybe more because I feel like there's always this threat of like Sean doesn't trust institutions because he's poor uh-huh. and institutions are anti-poverty uh-huh. and not anti-poverty and like we want to help people who are poor, but like we're going to discriminate against poor people. Uh-huh. So he's like, medical institutions, we don't do that because yeah. we can't afford it. Like health insurance, even then, wasn't great. Yeah. Um, it's worse now. 
Yeah. Or maybe I'm just grown up and I'm more aware of it. But I think it's worse. Um, healthcare in America is absolute trash. Yeah. Not good. Our friend just, our, 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 one of our best friends just had a C-section. It's going to cost them $80,000. Yikes. I, I mean, I don't know that. That was a made up. It's going to cost them a lot. And yeah, let's say I have health insurance. And even then it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. You pay all this money to health insurance, not have costs. Oh, I was I was considering the health considering insurance. Considering health like insurance, twenty thousand of that, eighty thousand. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, but anyway, but yes, but that's not that's not Sean's tactic at all. That's not why he's like, you can't go to the hospital. You can't trust him. Yeah, he's like, I read, I watched a story on CNN. Yeah, you were watching CNN. They had a story about cake. They suckered me into the story about cake. <laughs> he's like, fifteen year old boy in Florida goes in for a routine procedure and disappears. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Corey says, maybe what this episode should be about, he's like, I'm prone to nervousness, Sean. You can't do this to me. It's like, maybe Corey's mental health is what this episode should be about. I mean, I feel like a lot of the show should probably be about that from this point on. Because he just gets more and more neurotic. It's true. But it's all, never addressed. No. There's one episode where they kind of talk about it. They kind of play it off. And it's just for laughs. Yeah. Like he's an anxious mess and he needs to get help. Probably some medication. <laughs> He'll be in a better spot. See a therapist. I'm prone to nervousness, Sean. I'm prone to nervousness. <laughs> Where's the Joker? I have to save Gotham. Why? What was on about the Joker? What? <laughs> Why are you always on about the Joker? <laughs> it's just, it's what comes to my mind. I mean, yes. Um, I have to stop Scarecrow. Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> he vanished. 15 years old. 15 year old. <laughs> that could happen in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Gotham's a scary place? Gotham is a scary place. Based on New York City. So, you know what else is based on New York City? Metropolis. That's true. Very different places, though. Two different sides of New York City. Yeah, day and night New York City. Although, in modern times, it's more interpreted as New York and Chicago. Yeah. But even that isn't super apt anymore. I mean, they even filmed the Dark Knight trilogy in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Did you know that originally Gotham was in New Jersey? And I want to say Metropolis was in Rhode Island? That's weird. Because New York City was also a place. See, I feel like Rhode Island is a great place for Gotham to be. Because it has a long and troubled history with corruption and gangsters. Uh, it, may, it, may, it, may, it may be. I don't know. But they're like in two like really random states in that same New England uh, area. Yeah, because New York exists too. But it's not like Marvel, where I feel like Marvel's constantly real places. It is, but then they'll just like throw in Wakanda. fake countries. <laughs> Entire countries. Latveria. Latveria and uh, Wakanda. So, they're, they aren't immune either, but... Anyway. Again, best episode we've ever made. Best episode. Because <laughs> it's about so much. I mean, we can fin- We can literally finish Corey's story in two minutes. <laughs> like, we could, but why would we want to? Well, because it's nothing. <laughs> well, we can talk about anything. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we have a blank check to just talk about whatever we want. And I kind of like that freedom. Plus, Social- we've only been talking for less than an hour. Social inequality. Yeah. Actually, we're about to get to something that I do want to talk about. The one thing. Okay. That, we'll get there. That I want to talk about in this whole episode. We are a scene away from. Mm-hmm. So Corey goes upstairs. Uh-huh. Topanga's like, why did you do that? He's like, because i got to protect my friend. And, and she's, I have to protect him from you. Yes. So Topanga pushes him out and he's, he's like, like, you can't take me. And then she starts like beating him up yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So then that switches to Eric focused on that scene. Yeah. 
And then we get to the hospital, and Corey is drowsy in bed. Mm -hmm. And his dad goes to leave, but he's like, Dad, where are you going? Please don't leave me. And his dad makes a joke. He's like, Corey, if I stay here any longer, they're going to charge me $4,500. And then, like, the laugh track goes, and I'm like, oh, okay, so medical exploitation is just like, ha, <laughs> we're just going to laugh it I off. mean, that is our capitalist society, right? <laughs> Where we just laugh about those things and accept them as our own. Why, why is that funny? <laughs> it's not. I mean, maybe it's funny in a way that it's like truth Truth hurts. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's like this is this is the laugh track for that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or a Joker laugh. Yes, or, or I can't do that one. You you take Jeff Bezos, you strap him in a chair, and you tickle him with a feather until he cackles. That's the laugh you put in there. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, go to space and stay there. He's he's Lex Luthor. Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, he is Lex Luthor. Looks just like him. What was it? What is it he said recently? Like my employee, I want people should consider the people who work in their circles. Like he's like, I family. hate the term work-life balance because it needs to be all work, essentially. I, yeah, he said it more eloquently and more like maliciously. <laughs> yes, and it's just like, wow, you're trash. You're a supervillain. <laughs> like honestly, if you died in space, I don't think I would care. And that's so mean. But, like... Yeah. It's just... It's nuts. Um, I wish she was going to space alone. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. They make a bad joke about medical exploitation. Mm-hmm. But then he leaves. He's like, well, if you're my dad and you're not worried about it, then I shouldn't be worried about it. And he's like, I'm not good. And he, like, takes off. Uh-huh. And immediately... Like, security. <laughs> like, you're going to be safe. Oh, yeah. He's like... They won't just let anyone in here. And then Sean walks in and scrubs. And fully scrubbed up. Like, and he's just like, security here sucks. Yeah. And he's like, Sean, what are you doing here? That doesn't matter right now. i got to get you out of here. And he like, starts to pull him away. He starts to say my intravenous. Yeah, my intravenous. Instead of like, IV. Yeah. Like, why, why did you say that? Nobody calls it in- intravenous. Yes. My intravenous... What? I don't know where he was going with that. Just my IV. Everyone knows what that is. And Sean's like, I'm sorry, but we gotta get you out of here. He's like, not Take a look at that Sean. later. Yeah. <laughs> Sean is acting like a doctor this whole time, which is the best part of the entire episode. It really episode. is. And it comes back again later. Yeah. And it's so good. He's like... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll take a look at that later. We gotta get you out of here. He's like, Sean, not this again. This is stupid. He's like, oh yeah? He takes out a newspaper. 15-year-old boy, routine procedure, vanishes. He's like, I don't want to know what tablet you've got. It's the New York Times, baby. Trailer edition. It's the same, except you can eat it. (laughs) What? I mean, all paper is edible. But But Probably not all paper. Maybe it's like edible ink? That'd be cool. Maybe it's flavored. It's really just a fruit roll-up. I'd read the news on a fruit roll-up. <laughs> I would, too. I gotta say. I would, too. And then, It's way more fun than looking at it on my phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that just makes you want to break your phone. And, uh, yeah, so he, they page Dr. Hunter, and Corey's needed just like... Needed in delivery. Yeah, page, Dr. Hunter, you're needed in delivery. And Corey's like, oh, Sean, you're crazy. And he's like, oh, yeah, this hospital doesn't think I'm crazy. He's like, it's a 
It's a different Dr. Hunter, Sean. Either way, I'm still going. It's a miracle every time. No matter how many times you see it, it's a miracle every time. He's like, and you know, Core, no matter how many times you do a delivery, it's a miracle every time. What's interesting is this wouldn't be his first delivery to be involved in. That's true. Because he did on the subway. It's true. Maybe he's just been going to... Yeah. He's like, that was actually great. And it was a miracle to witness such a thing. And he just kind of like... Ops from hospital to hospital. Good news, everybody. Twins. <laughs> Mrs. Spinelli had twins? No, no, but I do. This is Linda and her sister. There's more, more Linda. There's more substance in that episode than there is in this episode. <laughs> and that's famously no substance. <laughs> yes. We were derided by our friends at Brum Eats World for the fact that that made the tournament. It's true. Um, <laughs> so, Sean walks out. And Corey goes to sleep and has a dream, parodying unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. I guess Cal Kilbride got a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's there. What, what do they call it? We're not making this up. Yeah, we're not making this up. Um, they say it was an ordinary procedure, and 15-year-old Corey Matthews vanished. Yes. Oh, we, we should say that before this, when Corey was with his parents... Feeney came. Oh yes, this is important. This is this is. They've important. got him. They've got him sedated for taking him. They're like he's gonna be a little groggy, but then they'll come and take him. And so he's like talking to them, and Feeney comes. He's like, Feeney, no. come closer. They're like, oh, it's so nice of you to come, George, and see Corey. Like, but they're mm-hmm. they're obviously saying that in a way like this is kind of weird. It's kind of weird that you're here. I know you're a neighbor and you're his principal, but you didn't have to come. And he's, he's like, like, actually, I got an urgent message that I had to come. And he's like. Feeny, come closer. It's like, no, I'm close enough. It's like, I need to make things right between us. He's like, well, everything is forgiven, Mr. Matthews. Like, no, I wish it wasn't that easy. I've done you wrong. If you go to the airport, an open locker number or whatever. B-17 or something like that. You'll find a valise inside of it. You'll find all my work for the last three years. But five years. Five years. Which puts him in 11th grade. He was a sixth grade teacher. Sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. You're right. I wasn't counting sixth. You gotta count sixth. Well, you're right. So tenth. <laughs> and Feeney is like talking to him. He's like, "You're not going to the airport, are you?" Well, he goes, "What's the capital of Montana?" Which is Helena, by the way. He knows Montana boy here. Um, he's like, "What's the capital of Montana?" You're not going to the airport, are you? <laughs> and then after that, they, Corey falls asleep. They come to get him. He yeah. falls asleep. Corey falls asleep and has the dream. Um, we're not making this up. Ran 15-year-old boy in Philadelphia. has In for a routine procedure and he just disappears. Here are his parents. What happened? We were looking, you're looking at him and he just vanished. When, when you say vanished, you mean? He disappeared. And when you say disappeared, you mean? He vanished. <laughs> it's just like the weirdest. <laughs> like, are you just like... You know, that uh, singled out stuff didn't take nearly as long as we thought, so we need to, like, pad it a little bit. Let's get Calvo Kill Bride. We've got to fill up 22 minutes here somehow. <laughs> they just didn't have anything this week, and they're like, hey, MTV, what you doing? Yeah. Um, it cuts to Sean, he's like, of course he disappeared. And I know where he went. He went to the fourth dimension, or what is also known as the Bottle City of Candor, a Superman reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's in here. He's like, the Bottle City of Candor, but no one will believe me. 
Now, if you can, well, excuse me, I'm going to go sew this guy's head on. And he, like, takes the cooler that has the head in it, quote unquote, and he, like, flips it <laughs> and then puts it on his shoulder and he goes around the corner, brief pause. He's running back and two, like, guys are chasing after yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we're now here with. Because Sean's the best part of the episode. Yeah. We're now here with George Feeney. And he's, like, got these papers in his hands and he's like, it's all here. Just like he said it was. Five five years of work and such perspicacity. <laughs> These essays are amazing. What such an insight. Incredible mind. <laughs> and he's like, does it change how you how you feel, or how do you do you feel differently knowing this about him? About the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I not cracked really. up at that part. <laughs> how do you do you feel any different? Eh, about the same. <laughs> and, he, and it ends with Corey Matthews. If you're out there, you're. Sort of missed. <laughs> didn't talk to Topanga. No, didn't talk to Topanga. I would give her way too much screen time for the season. Yeah, we're not about that here. Um, Topanga who? And that's it. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the dream. He he wakes up and... I feel like it's with Topanga. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess he doesn't really wake up. We just cut to like Eric's final scene. Mm-hmm. And then we have the tag at the end. Yeah, which is this. Yeah, which is this, where he's talking to Topanga, and she's like, I've got some things here for you. And he's like, oh, you've got soup? She's like, how about yogurt? And he's like, chicken and rice? Yeah. She just like, really wants some soup. He goes, she's like, you're a little groggy, aren't you? Well, I'm seeing four, four more. seeing five of you. He's like looking, pointing. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you want to go for a walk? And he's like, I'll go anywhere. For soup. <laughs> Corey's love for soup is the MVP of this episode. Corey's love for it soup. It makes just about as much sense. <laughs> That's the entire rest of the episode. Yes. Um, Corey gets to do some comedy chops here, and they are good. Mm-hmm. When Corey's allowed to do comedy. Yeah, when he's really allowed to do it. Yeah. It's great. It's good. And uh, they walk out, and then Sean walks in. He's like, Corey, brought you some comic books. And he's like, oh, no. Well, where are you? And I'm next. I know too much. And he starts, like, fading in and out. Yeah. And then Corey's like, hey, Sean, we're going to get some soup. Topanga and her four sisters yeah. are taking me to go get soup. <laughs> You want to come? He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it stops fading in and out. And the, the episode is over. That's it. Thank goodness. In, rec- in record time on our part. No, on record time on the show's part because they gave us... Zero. Nothing. To work with. Now, I did notice what episode is next week. Mm-hmm. We're going to wish we had this nothing next week. Next week's going to be heavy. It's a, it's a big one. So, yeah, buckle up. Um, But yeah, so... The, the episode is over. There it is. And that is all she wrote. What did you rate it? Like a six? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, six. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, it was average, but a kind like, of delightful. It's not bad, but it's certainly not good. <laughs> no. It might as well not be there. It's the perfect definition of when someone asks you how you're doing and you say, not bad. <laughs> not bad. There's this one. Can't complain. Yeah. I was thinking, like... Five or six, probably six. Yeah, I lean more towards six. Well, five seems like you're being bad. Five seems uh, mean. Yeah, and this episode isn't doesn't deserve being mean. No, maybe a little. There's nothing wrong with this There's episode. Nothing egregious about what they're doing here. Yes, it's just. It's certainly not perspicacious, though. No, stop using that word. I perspicaciously will not. <laughs> My um, perspicacity. Anyway. My perspicacity. Stop <laughs> it. Who's the MVP? 
Sean, Sean, I think. I mean, you can make an argument for Feeney for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to say about Eric's outfit. Oh, yes. When they were, he was on his date, I noticed, because, I mean, he's wearing like a white t-shirt with a sweater vest over it. But I feel like the arms of the sweater, or the t-shirt, are tight. I mean, usually I feel like every article of clothing that they ever wear, it's like really 90s loose. Mm-hmm. And this is like more form-fitting. And I just thought that was interesting. Huh, I didn't notice. I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> still but maybe there's just we're seeing a shift in that trend but i don't know because 2000s men's clothes were also pretty baggy i guess so. just watch the bachelor their suits are atrocious <laughs> just disgusting <laughs> wow fashion nazi cameron over here mm-hmm. i'm wearing a shirt with lobsters on it i don't know what one of no, the that's fine things. you look great oh thanks um yeah so yeah Sean, MVP. You can make an argument for Feeney. Um, Feeney's not very funny in his first two ones. He no. He is funny in Corey's dream. The the part where it's like, what's the capital of Montana? Yes. Corey is funny because of Feeney. Yes. Like, Feeney brings out something good in Corey. So, and, and there's not, like, a character on here that I would be like, no, you can't be MVP. Morgan. Morgan. The, the girl- whole family's at the hospital. Except for Morgan. The girl who wants to dump the bad kissers, she can't be MVP. No. Um, but yeah. So Sean is is a great MVP here. Um, I don't really want to give it to Eric just because he's not even really yeah, funny. No, he's not really funny. He's not good. <laughs> he's just like, I have great hair. It doesn't matter that he lied to get on the show. I don't care about that. Yes. But the fact that that didn't there was nothing to that. There was nothing. It sets it up like it's going to be Eric. You're going to learn your lesson here. He doesn't. There's there's nothing to learn. But I mean that's life. There's not always a lesson. I don't think this episode is popcorn. I think it's cotton candy. It just like just put it on your tongue and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. It just dissolves. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it doesn't even give you the sodium that popcorn would mm-hmm. give me. Yeah, it gives you nothing. <laughs> it gives you nothing. Um, so yeah, boy meets tonsillectomy. Oh, I was going to say boy meets. We're not making this up. (laughs) That's much better. Boy meets. We're not making this up. I mean, that's the episode guys. There's there's nothing else to say. We, we, we spent most of this episode doing Batman impressions, talking about the pink fairy armadillo, pink fairy armadillo, talking about how the world is so bad. Um, you, you, everyone out there. I don't know why I had this thought earlier. It was because I hated Chet and I wanted to insult him. Look up Shakespearean insults. Like, Shakespearean insults are just great. Way better than, like, cussing at somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, bite your thumb at me? Yes. Yeah, Shakespearean insults are great. The one the one from Henry V I was thinking about is, like, basically saying, like, you're so ugly, like, the sun has no reason to even burn you. <laughs> yes. Let's just... This is the third Google. I said I was saving it for a third. Oh. We need something. What are we what are we looking at? Shakespearean insults. I bet there's a top five. Fifty-five Shakespearean insults. Top eighty-seven. Okay, I just need five. Twenty-five. We'll go with twenty-five. We'll do the top five. Mm, are these? Oh. Mm. Here. We will also do chance Google something. Yes. I do desire we may be better strangers. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yes, that is good. <laughs> Away, you three-inch fool. <laughs> Nine faces. Oh, here's 12. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, Such a February face, so full of frost, storm, and cloudiness. Here's one from Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> Away with you, three-inch fool. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I, I was Googling. I know. It's fine. Did you do 
Um, from As You Like It, Thou Art Like a Toad, Ugly and Venomous. No, I haven't. How about <laughs> this one from Henry the Fourth, Part 2? Thou paper-faced villain. Ooh, I like that one. Here's Henry the Fourth, Part 1. Part 1. Peace, ye fat guts. <laughs> <laughs> would thou, would thou wert clean enough to spit upon. <laughs> oh, that, I get that one. That's bad. There, here's thine face is not worth sunburning. Wonderful. This is from the Comedy of Errors. She is spherical like a globe. I could find out countries in her. <laughs> oh, thou art unfit for any place but hell. Richard oh, Mark. I am sick when I look upon thee. Wow. You minion are too saucy. From the two gentlemen of Verona. I want you to read number 12 on this one. Oh, my. <laughs> this is from King Lear, everyone. Thou art a base, proud, shallow, beggarly, three-suited, hundred-pound, filthy, worsted, stalking knave, a lily-livered, action-taking, whore-son, glass-gazing, super-serviceable, finical rogue, one-trunk-inheriting slave, one that wouldst be a bod in the way of good service and art nothing but the composition of a knave, beggar, coward, pander, and the son and heir of a mongrel bitch, one who I will beat into clamorous whining if thou deniest the least syllable of thy addition. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> so, so much better. Willie! So much better than other insults. Richard Third, out of my sight, thou dost infect my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, someone tweeted at us. A returning guest, if you will. Here we are. Alright, so uh, this is at Agent Silva on Twitter. Um, BG World Fever. Uh, this is about uh, Sean when he says, Neither do you do his dad uh, at the end of mm-hmm. the janitor episode. See when Sean said to Chet, uh, Neither should I. I took it along the lines of Chet shouldn't have to clean up as much as he does. I mean, throughout the episode, we saw that the bullies and gangs were causing trouble and just dropping things on purpose. Mm-hmm. So basically saying, like, That's it was actually true. the kid's responsibility. There's many layers Yeah, to way, the way you could take that. And, yeah, we all took it as different things that, mm-hmm. that episode. Um, he also says, on the bunny talk, because we talked about on that letter, that girl saying uh-huh. bunnies can be terrifying. Um, he just talks about how Anya from Buffy mm-hmm. um, is afraid of rabbits. And she says, uh, in the musical episode, actually, which he doesn't add, I just know this. Bunnies aren't cute like everyone supposes. What's the deal with those twitchy noses? Is the li- is the song lyric? Mm-hmm. So that's is that fun. once more with feeling. Once is more with feeling. Called? I haven't seen it. I haven't watched Buffy. Maybe I should. Maybe I'm too scared. Watch it on Hulu. I don't have Hulu, so. Oh, I'm trying to remember what it's on now because there's one version of it that's way too bright. Mm-hmm. That's the one I originally watched. I think you watched it on Hulu originally. Maybe I did. There's two versions, and they're on two different streaming services. One is very bright, and it you it, you lose a lot of the original atmosphere in that one. Mm-hmm. You want to watch the darker one, like um, a darker show. Well, it, it's, I mean, literally darker. Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean, darker. if you're playing with like monsters and vampires and stuff, you don't and, want it to be too bright. Our uh, final tweet uh, is actually a co-tweet with uh, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, um, for also from Agent Silva. Um, and he says, man, what's with all the Alan Matthews hate from uh, BM- GM, BMW, and BG World Fever? He's not even that bad of a father. I mean, sure he has a temper, but we all do. 
<laughs> I'm sure it gets better. Um, I'm sure it gets the better of even the best of us sometimes. Which is true. Which is true. That is true. I think we more hate how the plot uses Alan mm-hmm. than we hate about... Yeah, he's not shown as much of like a fatherly figure. Yeah. And more of just like the inciting mm-hmm. person that causes the conflict. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I like him loads better than Chet. Yeah, absolutely. It's Chet we hate. Uh-huh. Alan is fine. Um, I think the show uses him very well. The way he treats Sean in like the season two finale is, is bad. Mm-hmm. And I just hate all of the, I'm a grocer and that sucks. And then everyone in the episode is like, yeah, you're a grocer and that sucks. Uh-huh. But that's more just the show in general. Yeah, that's the show's fault more than it is Alan's fault. But like, I still hate it. Mm-hmm. He's not been he's been fine in these last couple episodes. I feel like yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's just not much of a presence. Yeah. So I, I don't have a big problem with Alan. I have the like I said, I have a problem with the way the plot uses Alan sometimes. Mm-hmm. We were a uh, bit unkind to him in the sorting episode. Oh yeah. Which I'm sure is where what that's in reference to. Yeah, it, where Agent Silver referencing that's that could be. That can be. Well, if we if we have shown hatred for Alan, we apologize. Mm-hmm. We hate the grosser plot. Yeah. It's gross. Yes. To it we say, thou art as fat as butter. <laughs> uh, Which is all fat. Yeah. This is good. This is good it's, a good, it's a good one. Nice job, Willie. Billy Bob. Billy Bob Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you. Yeah. To Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. You can find the link to the video that the song is from in the description of the episode. And from there, you can find all of his other wonderful work. Um, lots of great covers and songs. Definitely worth checking out. Um, I said it before, I'll say it again. Excellent Pokemon cover with the singer of the original theme song. Yeah, the yeah. Pokemon, where they sing the second verse together. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, gets you right in that nostalgia bone. And we love our theme song, so... Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. at BG World Fever for both of those. Yep. And send us an email at bgworldfever at gmail.com. If you have anything you want to say, please send it in. And it will probably be read on the show, because we'll have episodes like this. We're really just trying to fill for time. And we're just going to read anything anybody says. <laughs> yep, it's true. Um, I, we cannot stress enough how nothing this episode mm-hmm. is. We also cannot stress enough how much we're grateful for you. It's true. We're also grateful if you leave a review. Yeah, do it. We're not giving any money away to anyone at this time. No, that's a that's a Christmas time thing. Mm-hmm. Christmas special. Um, but yeah, leave us a review. Yeah, tell it's a friend. Fun. It'll help people find us. Um, our numbers been really steady lately, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. Um, Especially in these summer months, yeah, well, we've been kind of months. spotty with our. Yeah. Posting of episodes. We have been spotty. Mm-hmm. So. Feels like season four, we've been here forever. And yeah, we were only finished episode seven. Yeah. We've already done two like interstitial episodes. Though I love both of them greatly. Yeah. The one from last week. Just so much fun. I don't remember so much of it because it got so late. It was very late. Which is bad because I was the guy. You're the one who <laughs> made it all up. It was from your brain. Um, but we had great. I'm sure we'll post the rules to that. Though I feel like we said most of what they were. Yeah, I have them written down. You would maybe need the lasers and feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that system. You would um, probably need that just to like get the headings. Mm-hmm. But I have them all written down. So. Yeah, so play it with a friend or don't, whatever you want. Yeah, uh, feel free to make my monologue better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's all that I have. 
That's all I got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When the spawn meets world.